Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Hey, what's up, creators? It's your old buddy, John, and you have once again located the Sketch Podcast. I am here, as always, with Sketch Magazine publisher, Bob Hickey, Sketch Magazine editor, Bill Nichols, and we are talking about the future. (laughs) Not just any old future, but the future of comics. How are you doing tonight, guys? I'm doing good, John. I'm fine. The uh, future of comics, it's something we all... We all debate about around the uh, around the table and the bar stool at conventions. Where the heck is this industry of ours going? Yes, we do. So discuss. discuss. Where is uh, where is this industry of ours going? Well, I believe because so I've been watching the business and the things. Of course, that's sort of what I bring to the table. In the past couple of years, we keep hearing digital, 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 and um, we used to say. We are going to end up going digital. Music's gone that way. Movies are going that way heavily this year. We've seen what blockbusters go out of business. No, movie galleries go out of business. Blockbuster just announced what another 170 stores this week. They're shutting down. Um, so movies are going to be digitally downloaded, whether it's Netflix or um, on your Xbox or or whatever. That's that's where it's heading to. Instant access. Um, so comics are going to be there. Um, I just I read a rumor. I haven't been able to back it up, but what the heck? Let's spread some rumors. Um, I read a rumor that even the major distributor Diamond is looking into the possibility of dig- of offering digital comic downloads. When the major distributor looks wow. into it, yeah, that means something's up. So um, of course, for this to work, watching movies is pretty simple. Um, you know, you got your TV already. Um, if you download it through an Xbox, PlayStation, Wii, I think they all work on, on Netflix now. Um, you you have the hardware. Um, what we're missing with comics is the hardware. And I got a little excited this week because I found a piece of hardware that will, I think, blow out what, what we've been looking for. And John, I know you're in love with your iPad. And... Uh, True, but I, I'm I was looking at this and it is kind of cool. And, uh, I'm in love know. with your iPad, by the way, too, because I don't have one yet. Well, so. I'm sure you yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have mine, so. But um, yeah, this little reader, I stumbled across it. A friend of mine has one, and it's called Pan Digital, and I'm on actually their website right now. They got into digital frames, and this reader is their first thing spinning off as a reader. Um, it, it's small compact it's wi-fi capability it has all the key elements full color that a reader is and it's less it's right about 150 170 dollars for the reader unlike the 400 and up that most of all the other ones are coming out at so i mean the price make break makes me excited does it's all touch screen it's not no buttons like the kindle or or anything it's it looks sweet. I played with one a little bit the other night, my friends. Um, 
Yeah, th- this this is going to help us get where we need. Is anybody working to put comics on this thing yet? I don't know, but it's something I will definitely be spending the next few weeks investigating. Um, so, yeah. Um, but to get back where we're heading. I think digital comics is what the future is going to hold. I think we're going to have print trades. Um, I think monthlies are still, from the big guys, going to be it for a long time. They've got to offset their investments. And that's the instant way of offsetting it until this digital market builds up. But um, I've always said, you know, my oldest boy, Luke, he's 19 now, grew up with digital music. My youngest boy, nine, Clay, he's grown up with the digital comics, digital watch cartoon anytime he wants on Cartoon Network Online, Disney Online. He's grown up in this digital age that he has instant access to any kind of entertainment that he wants. So uh, we definitely want comics out there like that. Is it, is it traditionalist to the new creators coming out? Yeah, it is. It's going to be. It's the way they're going to create them. Um, you know, they're going to create them digitally. We're going to publish them digitally. So, But, um, yeah, I, I think that's sort of where the market's heading. Um, I'm excited because hopefully what this does is opens up the doors to a lot more readers, a lot more capabilities. How we fit this niche into retail stores still has to be decided and worked out and kinks have to be worked out because we all want to keep our comic shops going and healthy and nobody wants to put them out of business, you know. But uh, it's definitely going to take a big change. And, and it's here. You know, we've been, we've been well, talking about um, this for years, John. You were involved, yeah. Bill. You guys are involved in a couple of things that we've tried over the years. So we've been talking about this, but just in the past six months, it's or past year, it's really gotten you know real. Comicology busting out, grabbing up a bunch of people, getting them on the iPad. Now I find this device. You know, it's getting sweet. And it opens up the door, like I said, hopefully a whole lot more readers. And, you know, with that, hopefully you know, a lot more funds, capital will be made from those creators. So, all right, guys, I've chatted enough. Go. <laughs> no, well, I was going to say, uh, if, if this is new information for someone uh, who has, who has always done comics traditionally or who uh, wouldn't know our computer if they tripped over it or whatever. Uh, what exactly are we talking about with digital comics and how can they take their product and get it into a digital format? I think that'd probably be good to cover for some people who may be somewhat technophobic. Yeah. Bill, you want to start it out? You've done a lot of scanning and stuff and I'll pick up the formatting stuff. Uh, well, basically, um, my scanning technology is, or know-how is very rude because you had to w- talk me through every bit of it. So, um, really, I'm not really the the uh, poster child for that. But uh, basically, we just set the settings, and there I went. But uh, scanning once I got into it, scanning really was it, it became just sort of a routine. And it was uh, just setting the levels because I don't use it, the technology all that much, and I don't use the programs all that much. Uh, so understanding that in a digital format, I could save it on the highest resolution and all that stuff. 
and uh, get the quality of uh, picture that we wanted for the, the scans that we were doing. That was pretty cool uh, because I just didn't. Yeah, I'm sort of used to to uh, print, you know, the higher grade paper, the higher grade inks, and all that stuff. Uh, it, it comes with a certain, say, cost, uh, monetary cost, but we were looking at um, in digital form. We were looking at a uh, cost in terms of memory and all that, and that really didn't. It was inconsequential. So, um, but, you know, I, I don't know, really know what to say about right. it other than, you know. Well, for like John was bringing up, and Bill, Bill scanning a ton of stuff for Gear Read for the. Uh, uh, Dead world, right. And then Bill would kick me to scan files, and we scan everything high res. Because if you're going to invest, if it's a pre printed book or a piece of original artwork, get that scanned in at 300 dpi or 600 dpi. So you have high res copies for whatever you want to do. If you want to print a graphic novel, because I believe for the next 10, 15, 20 years maybe, print is still here. So printing graphic novels are very important to. The funding or, or the cap, capitalization of a project. Um, so you want those high-res files. So we always scan everything high-res. It's the most detail. And then you take those high-res files and to prepare them for. I think what most readers are going to be is probably going to be PDFs. Um, so you would take those files, and what we did is that we took them back up to 11 by 17 if they were smaller. Um, because you want to be able to zoom in and you don't want to leave it six by 10 because you zoom in, it gets grainy and stuff. So you, so the pages need to be 11 by 17. Then you bust it down to 72 DPI because that's all the DPI you need on a monitor. And that gets that file size very small. And you want the file set up as RGB because that's what a monitor is based on is RGB, not CMYK. That's print. And then you save those files and then you zip in any of the this is a little difficult but I need to dig up I have a step-by-step on how to create a, a, a PDF file properly for this I'll dig that up and we'll put it online with this um, then you want to zip it you want to either zip it or you want to compile it find a, a real I, I think I have like a $20 PDF compiler it's actually used for photos but the software don't know what it's compiling. All it knows is at the end of it, it takes all these images, slams them together in one file, and creates you, what you know that. So then that's what I would use to create my PDFs, and it's like it takes seconds. And uh, you gotta make sure your pages are numbered right. That um, one through nine has an O in front of it, and then as long as you only got two-digit pages, make sure everything's named properly. So. And make sure your cover is one, your inside cover is two, and your actual story starts off at three, um, so that everything runs in proper order when it zips it together. And then it's not—it's not as hard as it is sounding. Once you've done a couple, it's—it's it's real easy. And then with that PDF, you're going to be able to most likely get it in a lot of hands of, of uh, distributors. Um, that's going to help you get it out there that are coming. Um, and a lot of these are going to be where you can submit yourself. You know, you better take it to Comicology or an affiliate of Comicology or, you know, whoever's down the road. I know Blue Line's working on some stuff too to help 
get it in some different markets. So um, you'll be able to take that PDF, give it to them, and they'll be able to get your product out there. Be careful. If you go exclusive, make sure they're getting you everywhere. I say never go exclusive. But if you go exclusive, make sure they're getting you in every possible location that you can get into. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that wants 50% of your profits because that's a lot of work to get it out there. I would say I wouldn't give up no more than 25%. That's just me. So it's a judgment call on you. If you don't want to mess with it, then make sure that, you know, you're up front with it. They're going to handle everything. All you do is hand them the files, and then, you know, they write you a check. Uh, make sure they don't get it. I wouldn't give them anything on the print end. And make sure that if your property was to be bought by a movie studio or something like that, you got to be able to pull that property from them in case the movie studio wants all rights. You know, or a gaming studio wants to make a game of your property and they want all rights. So there's things you need to make sure it's in the contract that you can step out of that contract and hand it over to somebody else who's going to take that property. So there's a lot of things to think about when you're doing that. But it's not as scary as it sounds. Um, and uh, did I answer a few of your questions, John? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking it was important for people who uh, who this is all brand new information to. Uh, we're used to it. We live it every day. But, we do. But, um, yeah, you. I'd be surprised, yeah. you know, through Sketch and, and Blue Line, how often, well, what all do I have to do? And even when we were doing the Comics XP stuff, Tons and tons of questions, and we had one guy just could not get it right. And we, you know, I even created the files and kicked it back to him so he could see what I was doing. So, but it's not that hard, and it's really going to open the door up to a lot of possible readers. But you still got to promote. Don't don't think just because you hand somebody your files and that you can just sit, kick back. You can't. You got to promote, promote, promote. Well, that that uh, sort of brings up a good question, and being the current, or at least amongst the three of us, the current uh, wizard of Facebook, um, what about the social medias? What do you think they're going to play in the comics industry in the future? Bill, this is yours. Bill, <laughs> this is all you. Oh, you hear the wizard? The king. I, <laughs> the, the wizard. You, you didn't realize the wizard right. of Facebook thing? <laughs> No, I didn't. Uh, you know, I, what I, one thing I like about uh, different uh, outlets and things like Twitter and and uh, especially, well, say Twitter. If I if I post in my Twitter feed, it will post in Facebook. It will post in DeviantArt. It will post on my LinkedIn page um, and my status feed there. I like something that where I just have to do maybe one or two things if it's a general thing and get it in as many places as I can. And then usually you have a URL. Uh, if it's a website, like comics mentor, I'll put that in most every, if it has something to do with comics mentor, I just don't throw it out there. Hey, I, you know, I just drank a diet Coke comics mentor, <laughs> you know, and put the URL in it. But if it has something to do with the post that I made that day, uh, but the same thing with, uh, uh the different pages and things that you can do on some of the different sites, whether it's Facebook, whether uh, some people still use MySpace, even though it's more toward 
say, uh, music and some comedy stuff and some, a lot of video and, uh, you know, multimedia entertainment, I guess, uh, is that you want something that will uh, sort of cross several lines again, sort of multitask for you so that you can put uh, not so much a minimum effort in, but you can put some effort in and you can have that one thing that you're doing now uh, stretch across maybe a couple of sites or a couple of things and do several things for you so that uh, you can uh, well, Bob uses Hillatext mm -hmm. and that goes, There's, I think it's 50 different uh, sites or search engines or uh, plugins or whatever that it will it will feed into. You, you post once, then it goes to all these other things. So, and, and my my blog goes into when I post my blog, it goes into my Plaxo Pulse page. I think it goes into my LinkedIn page. Same thing. I mean, plugins are are wonderful. Are you know they're they're great when it you know for doing multiple things and uh, the social media takes all these things, you know, all these posts and things that you're doing and sort of it's composite, you know, sort of making a composite picture of you in your post of uh, who you are, what your projects are, what your titles are and getting it out there in the public, which, you know, sometimes it's your friends, sometimes it's your, uh, the people you went to school with, some people you've worked with in the past, uh, people you haven't even met, but, or some know you, some don't know you. And these things go out to all these people, and hopefully you touch at some point those people through your social media and pull them into. I mean, for example, my people that I, I went to high school with or college with, um, they used to come to my comic book store, Cliffhangers. Uh, those people are interested in the things that I do. And with them also come other people that they know. And you know, it's sort of, it's sort of like a, a net effect, and it pulls all those people into it. So, uh, social media are really important with connecting with the public at large and getting the word out, whether it's a personal thing about what you're working on or a uh, you know the status of your project, or maybe something that you need, maybe you need some feedback on something, then it can work to your benefit. It's how you work it. Um, you can overwork it. We've talked about that in past podcasts. But, uh, or you can, uh, again, in creating a profile of how people perceive you, it can be a negative profile you, if you are always complaining, that kind of thing. So uh, that can definitely work in your favor if you work it smart so there you go what do you think <laughs> about no go ahead and finish your thought no no i was just gonna say that uh actually i don't <laughs> i don't remember what i was gonna say john uh -huh. that's what you get for not saying it at the time all right Probably. um so what do you think about uh putting a part of your product part of your uh, comic or project or whatever online 
uh, a bit at a time or putting a few pages on and, uh, you know, saying uh, stay tuned for the rest or whatever. What do you think about that? Smart? Insanity? What do you it think? It can be. Uh, I think that part of that is that it can pull, can get people interested um, in, in what you're doing. It can with their appetite. Uh, for example, I, I, I will probably continue to use Chris Noah Maya as an example because I'm very familiar with it. He is putting, as he, as he does a page, he will put it online. And at the end of it, he rather have a, uh, he's pushing to have a public, uh, publishing deal with somebody um, or you know release it as a trade or something like that. So and there are there are others that I've seen that use that model that once they have it online, uh, whether it's the whole issue or the whole storyline or whatever mm-hmm. on you know online in digital form, they will also have a print, uh, compilation, a trade available to either sell on the site because people do like, you know, tactile uh, reading. I still do. <clears throat> um, I mean, actually, I prefer it, to be honest. I'd rather have a comic than in my hand than read it online. That's just me. Uh, that's old school, but uh, I mean, I do like the other because there is a, an availability factor with the other on some things. So, uh, I don't know, like I said, Chris, Chris is using that and other people are very sort of stingy with what they put out because it, it's almost like, you know, you don't want somebody to steal your idea, but you know, if you're, if it, I don't know, maybe that's a certain, uh, model that they want to follow, I guess, but, uh, you know, it, it can, it can work for you. Uh, if you, again, if you work it smart, if you are, if you're getting your, your ideas out there and, um, pulling people in, getting people interested in you, people interested in your project, um, because you are a part of it, a part of the picture, and very much a, uh, a factor in how things go, whether it's uh, through interpersonal communications or uh, conventions or email, whatever. You know. Now I'm done. Now you're done. So what do you think about that, Bob? About what? I <laughs> know. Uh, I think. Wait, listen to the podcast. No, I, um, I, I think every book should have a preview. Um, it's like staying. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, uh, or just you know, not even necessarily a preview, but putting the actual book in part or in totality on some sort of web page or on Facebook or whatever. Well, it must benefit because we constantly see previews and so much stuff hitting Newsarama. I mean, the the main publishers are using Newsarama as as a preview magazine basically right now, you know, with four, five, six page previews. Um, seems like when you hit third or fourth issues of a book, they get the whole book to give out free. Um, so, yeah, definitely getting it out there and shown's good. Do you give away everything? Oh, you can't. Um, I know Darren; those guys Wait, just good. did confectionaries online, one page a day. Now, can they go back and reread all those pages on comics or comic related? They yes. can. Yeah, I think that's crazy. Yeah. Um, or for well, a limited that, time, I guess that would be cool. Yeah. Well, they they do that. Uh, for that one specifically, 
that's like a gift, you know. That's a that's a specific thing they do. They wouldn't run the regular book on there. I know why they did that, right. but the point the point is still made. Yeah, that that's not something you would want to do every time. No, because the whole thing is to try to sell this and try to try to recoup some yeah. of the revenues from it. But previews are very important. Um, how many pages? It's up in the air. Five, six. You know, if you, if you only put in a fifteen-page book, you weigh five. That's a third of your book. Okay, but is it going to get readers interested in it? Now, some people won't put out a preview because maybe the artwork isn't up to snuff. You know, um, they and they put a real right. cool-looking cover around this book, but yet the interiors aren't up to it. So, um, we I know when we're doing digital, we always put together a five or six-page preview of each book because people want to see what they're buying even at 99 cents they want to see if they can get hooked or not and I, I think that's a good thing so previews are important um, getting previews ran in certain places are very important um, so yeah using digital all the way around but yeah to answer your question yes it's very important to get your pages out there online every place you can and um, what do you think about what do you think about uh, the the media, the quote unquote comics media? Um, how important is it right now to clue them into what you're doing? Do you think uh, they're still too uh, you know they're still too small and burgeoning a a site to worry about, or do you think comics media is to a point now where it can really affect? The sales of your book. Um, I think they're all a bunch of crooks. Nah. Well, there is nah, that, nah, nah. but no, um, it's only the people at comic. Yeah, this comic related. Um, <laughs> this comic related. No, I, I think. Well, I, it's going to be really hard to get your stuff ran anywhere, and we've talked about having Chuck come online and give um, creators and publishers sort of a heads up about how they can get their stuff ran and a proper way to do it. Um, it's still who you know out there. and But anytime you can get an RSS feed on your stuff, whether it's somebody running on their personal blogs, they're running it, you know, they put a link to whatever on the little site that it features, you know, if you do Steampunk and they're a Steampunk site, then yeah, you need to, you know, get that Steampunk site copies your stuff so maybe they'll do a plug maybe you're pulling some new readers so it's important to get your stuff everywhere and you know a friend of mine Bo Smith who's done PR for Image for Todd McFarland for Eclipse back in the day for IDW when it first started um, he would tell me when you look at a property and, and you, it fits within a genre and it, it's used steampunk since I started there you would go to like a Barnes and Noble's and you'd find every magazine that something or may have something about steampunk in it. And you would get the name of the editor, this main editor, the associate editor, the editor's editors, the editor's paper boy, the mail boy. And you would send them in the old day, mail them. Now you can email them information about your book. And you do it every time you do something new. They may decide to check you out. And they may decide to pick up something and run an article about you. And they're never going to know about you if you don't keep them on a mailing list. 
So it's important to go out and dig up all those sources. Same thing about blogs. Get out there and find blogs about what you or your genre of that book and then get them on a mailing list. And, and don't mail them every day, but you know, if you got a new property coming out, send them a preview of it. And then when they come out, send them a courtesy copy of it. You know, it doesn't hurt to pat them back. So it's important to get out there. It's important to pat backs. And the odds are you're going to get press in, on a website or in a magazine or on a blog that, that is about what your genre, what your book's about more than say you're going to get on Newsarama or something like that. So it's important. And the, the odds are you're going to get more readers from a site. Well, you should Claysway, ADHD. Um, here's a fine example. Um, Claysway is about ADHD and learning disabilities. Um, we did a strip. It was ran in a uh, newsletter, a email newsletter. It goes out to 2,800 people. And the day that newsletter went out, our stats jumped up by, I don't know, I can't give you percentages, but it, it was we saw a huge amount of hits from that newsletter. And now I've seen a few of them stay. We're a little bit higher than we were. So that kind of press works. So, and there again, this newsletter was about learning disabilities and ADHD. So if you want to go out there and try to find those sources. Sounds like a plan. And uh, what about getting review copies of your book? Now with uh, the advent of digital, well, that'll probably become a bit easier, don't you think? Or is that uh, is it still probably best to uh, request a review and offer them something more tangible just me I think you can email somebody an attachment or a download where they can go look at it but then offer them they would like to have something in print that you'd be happy to send them a copy and then they follow up yeah here's my address and then send them a copy I wouldn't waste posties and everything on hard copies just out of blue and hope cross your fingers that they're going to do something with it but you get review copies. Bill, you get some review stuff. I know I get I'm on a couple review lists. So a lot of the large publishers are still just doing old school and mailing out copies of stuff. So But I think a lot of I wonder like, how long uh, I was gonna say I wonder how long that's gonna continue. Yeah, it's gonna check over before it goes completely. Yeah. Well Well Yeah, I mean the if they have, if they, if you kind of, with the review stuff, it sort of depends on where they're going to go. If they're going to go into bookstores, uh, for example, some of the things I have are from Dark Horse, you know, because Chris Warner's a buddy of mine. Uh, but they have tangible, again, you know, they have book form uh, publishing on that. And, you know, it sort of depends, again, on your, on your goal. What you're, are you just going to go with digital or are you going to go with, um, a print and these are print of course but uh, the focus of the review is something to consider too what the what the end result is going to be of the book or project that's going to be reviewed okay <laughs> I agree with Bill well Bill you created uh, it's not specifically art per se but uh, you created a website kind of out of nothing uh, what do you suggest 
not nothing in content. I mean nothing <laughs> as you started with nothing and created a website. Just dig the hole deeper, John. Dig the hole deeper. Wait, wait. I need a larger shovel. No, I meant you created a website out of a concept. Right. Probably the better way to put it. Uh, without having, without having, uh, you know, something preset or something already sort of built, um, and you sort of build a following just on your own. Uh, what do you suggest for people to uh, to do that to uh, get their to get their name, their work, their idea out there? How? Talk about the process you did in creating your Comics Mentor website. Well, I mean, to, to be honest, I wouldn't have Comics Mentor the website if it wasn't for basically two people, my brother Steve and my buddy Bob Hickey. Because uh, my brother Steve went out, he I had been talking about this, and he went out and grabbed the domain and said, here you go, <clears throat> now do uh, it, instead of just talking about it. Because uh, I was just waiting, I was just building and you know planning, and I'm a planner sometimes, and sometimes I plan too much. And he's more of a doer, and so he said, you know, do it. And then Bob helped me with the website because I have a host, which is Bob, because he had he had scads of you know memory to or whatever bandwidth or whatever you want to call it, you know, he put me on there. And plus, he taught me through some of the the stuff that um, you know the technical stuff that I wasn't. Um, we decided to go but, with WordPress because uh, it's easy to update. Once it's right, and I use the yeah, and I use the Comic Press theme, and uh, I just don't have a web comic on it, which at first was, you know, there, because it, there was a, a button that I didn't have turned on or didn't, you know, whatever. But once I had the website up, part of it is uh, coming back. I don't do it daily anymore I, I mean I was religiously doing it daily and uh, I don't want to I don't want to repeat or regurgitate the same things all the time I want it to be I want the content to be not only uh, something that speaks to me because uh, again it starts with me what I need to learn because I don't want to be a hypocrite and say well you need to do this and you need to do that and this is what you need to do to, to either make your comics uh, career a success or your life a success or whatever. Uh, no, that's not what I do. I, I I look at me first because I'm the one that needs fixing as far as I, you know my my take on it. Now the fa the the fact is, and it truly is, that a lot of people uh, benefit from that because there is a certain I'll say honesty I guess because I'm not perfect and I know I'm not. Shut up, John. Shut up, Bob. <laughs> and uh, no comment. <laughs> yeah. But by posting those things and touching people in a, uh, a, a like a personal way, because if they, Chris Warner, when you know, I had him, I, I said, go look at this and see what you know if I'm pulling off what I, I want, and a couple other people. But Chris said, walk it like you talk it, and you'll do fine. And yeah. I, 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 that's what I tried to do, and, and that's what that was the goal, and that continues to be the goal with that. And I still find other people. I have people write me if I don't if I don't post in a day or two, there will be people who write and, and ask if something's wrong, if I'm if I'm doing okay or if 
you know, if, if I'm not mentioning a certain project or whatever, like when I had a cold, um, which I still have the cough, and you'll hear it at some point in this podcast, unless Bob edits it out. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. But, uh, you know, I used not only the social media to spread that, but the website itself to constantly have content or uh, sometimes it's just things that I think are cool or things, books that I like or websites that I like, th that kind of thing. So um, it's a very personal in a way. It doesn't maybe seem like it on, at first, but there are people who connect with that and who people who maybe take something from it and are encouraged. And that's what it's about is encouraging. And that all started again. And I, and I want to, you know, keep telling the story, but it started with sketch magazine and the editorials. Um, I mean, I've had the comics mentor idea for a few years, but it really became, um, okay. So it started in sketch with sketch and those editorials and not just about, uh, it wasn't my editors weren't just about what this is what's in this issue or you know who's doing what but about uh doing yeah i lost my train of thought okay. but uh about about doing what you need what you dream of doing really is following your dreams and that's what we're doing is you know comics and uh this is a has become a, a natural progression from sketch to um, to the website and on and, and it continues on, and I've been again. I've been blessed to have a, a sort of a core audience, a, a core following of readers who come back, who come back. That's you know, many times I've been told that that's how they like to start their day, and that prompts me to be more regular on uh, posting and being encouraging and being a voice for people to listen to, as far as you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get going because today maybe the day you do some comics that you know you really you know are inspired to do so yeah it started with nothing but an idea and it's gone from that to you know the website it is now so how's that sounds good perfect yeah. all right it can be done yeah so to shorten all that up it can be done yeah <laughs> Game. You just have to do it. I mean, it's not as simple as that, but you know, have a plan and uh, work at it. Work at everything that you do. And well, I think I know for Skystorm that I constantly look at what other people have done in the past, what people are doing today, and what the big publishers do. Because, you know, we're looking to launch several projects next year. We want them to be successful so we can continue to do it, so we continue to keep the publisher. So what we're looking to do next year is, of course, take advantage of the digital, look at print, look at print-on-demand, look at all the other options, merchandising and everything. Um, one thing I think is key element is your website. Your website title needs to be clean, easy to type, easy to find. But what's on that website, you know, is so important. How much information do you give away on that website? How much of that information is review, 
preview, teaser information, and how do you hook those people into falling in love with your books and characters? So not only do they buy your books and stuff, but they also want to wear the merchandise or buy the merchandise or be involved with you and help support you by getting that merchandise. Those are all key elements of what we try to put together. And I think what you've got to look at is several factors. You've got to look at what big publishers have done in the past. The who's who books. I know we had a meeting a couple a month or so ago. And we talked about the who's who. I think it's important to have a who's who on your site. A if if these books interconnect, a timeline on your site, on and in environments and you know just anything you can be an encyclopedia on your site for your properties. Um, easy flow. I know John, you've brought up how Blood and Roses needs a good timeline. I agree with you. We need to know where everything falls in. And then where other stories might jump into there too, like Stormquest. Where does that fit within the time time frame? And you know, Race Danger and just how do all these fit within the timeline? I think it's important to have that easy access, easily available. Um, and free. Get on there. Find it. Dig it up. See what you stumble across with lots of artwork and, and information and stuff. That's very vital. Um, I, I think it's important as, as being one of the creators that, that also writes is to have some, you know, some, uh, what do I want to call it? Pros. To have some pros on there, maybe throw a chapter or two on there of what you're setting up for the story, or or have some scripts on there, or some dialogue, and get people involved in your property so that they they want to uh, read your stuff. So the website is going to be one of the key elements, whether it's a uh, WordPress site, which with all the add-ons and everything nowadays, you can make you can take WordPress and make a huge site out of it. Um, they're wonderful. Or if you design websites and you design your own site or Flash site, I really wouldn't recommend a Flash site until Apple decides to, to carry Flash because you're knocking yourself off of Apple phones and Apple iPads. And So I really wouldn't recommend a full Flash site. Having a little Flash is okay, but not a full site. Um, yeah, you're, hmm? they're too integral into most people's lives now. Yeah, you're just shooting yourself. Flash is trying to build something smaller so they can make yeah. Apple happy. And that's they, those two need to get it worked out because Flash makes it so much easier for a creator like me who don't, you know, write a lot of code or, or anything. I can do HTML and, and CX, but I, I can't go out and write Flash stuff. But I can find a utensil right. to write the Flash stuff for me, you know, a tool. And they're out there cheap. And so they need to get that worked out between them two. Once they do that, then it's going to be wonderful. Then we can all, you know, yeah. have cool sites. And don't overkill. Don't, gosh, I remember when the, the flashing red lights on the websites and flashing text. Oh, my gosh, that just gave you a headache. So keep it clean. Make sure you're getting your name out there. Make sure they know who you are. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be key on my and we'll probably discuss it many times next year, is building the site that helps you entertain. I mean, that's what we're all looking at, is entertaining. Um, I was asked today, yeah. why do I do what I want to do? Why do I do want to do more next year? It's because I enjoy the process of creating. 
I enjoy process of, of making it. I enjoy process of sharing it. Whether people like it, great. If you don't like it, well, tell me why. I either agree or disagree with you and, you know, bother back and forth. You know, well, no, this is where I was going with this. So it's in a lot of us that we want to do this. Now, some of us just want a pencil, ink. Unfortunately, I like to do it all. I can't do it all. Well, you can do it all, but you're not going to produce as much as we want to produce. So um, you sort of have to step back and, you know, attacks. But we do all want to entertain and, and come up with different idea so next year is gonna be fun I think we're gonna see this industry next next December we're gonna be talking about a whole nother set of stuff I was amazed at what I found with that uh, reader what was the name of the reader again I done lost it pan digital good question pan, pan, pan digital. digital reader they got them at Best Buy and they're on sale right now for $129 um, so there's a free plug for Pan Digital, and they're not even paying us. Um, it's a cool reader. I definitely s suggest anybody going there and checking it out. Um, I, I've been saying the reader's got to get down close to 100 bucks before this is really going to take off because you're going to spend 100 bucks on a reader, then you're going to buy comics at 99 cents, buck 99, dollar 99. So they've got to get the price of the actual device down. They got to come up with a device that we can easily attach storage devices too this has it this has is the device so one of the devices I'm, I'm don't get me wrong next December hopefully we're sitting here with a list of devices like that that will read and sell just like you got several um, devices out there to listen to your music on the Zune and everything so the iPad so um, I think this year we're gonna see that the, the the technology and the equipment's getting down there and uh, we're going to see a huge change in this market it's going to be fun you know don't be set that it has to be in print I, I think the market's going to change is yeah we we guys want it in print and pr the printed product will end up being our merchandise that we take to shows our trades are going to be what we get out in the stores and on Amazon and wherever we sell but the digital is what's really going to help us hook in the new readers, get the readers in, because it's going to be easily found. So, how's that? Well, pretty cool. I think we have covered digital, or at least touched on digital for the future. Yeah, I just think that's. And there'll be more. No, there, there's always there's more. always more. It's just it's going to be vital to this market. That digital takes off because, you know, in the past couple of years, we've seen Diamond cut out more and more and more small publishers. And we don't want less product. We want we want people out there creating books. We want people drawing, whether it's their own stuff or for a friend, because these creators are getting better at this all the time. And this, these are the guys that are going to end up working at your Marvels and your DCs and your Images and Dark Horse and stuff. They got to start out somewhere. Well, if the small presses aren't being allowed to publish because Diamond isn't carrying those books, then they need to do it somewhere. And, and digital is where it's going to be at. Now, will some of these guys end up drawing Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, Captain America? Yes, they will in the future. Um, just as some of the musicians nowadays that are electronic musicians, you know, 
um, these guys are going to end up drawing some of the big guys. But So the doors have to open up. The, the ability of getting your stuff out there is there. And this coming year is going to blow a lot of people away, I think. Um, but as I keep saying, you've got to promote. Not only do you got to promote your own stuff, you got to promote. Also, the story seems crazy. If you have a book at Comicology and you have a book at Sony, you need to have a store yourself. Not so much a store where you sell it, but you have that book with your preview, and then you have a link to it in the Apple store. You have a link to it in the Sony store. You have a link to it in, in wherever it's at. Your own store, yeah, you're sending them over here and here, but you're making it easy for your reader to find your stuff. I don't have to go to Apple, do a search for what was that name again, how do you spell it? Oh, no, I click that button, it takes me to Apple, boom, I buy it in two clicks. So you've got to really think about how you get your customer to your product. And, and what, that's something we need to talk about building a site from scratch. All the key elements, because we're getting ready to do it with Skystorm. So I just got the new logo for Skystorm up, by the way, John. I don't know if you've seen it. I have Skystorm not. Studio, not with S, studio.com. And uh, the, I, I just threw the logo on the page so you and Bill can see it. And now anybody listen to podcasts. Um, but we're building a site, and the site's going to be very thorough. And we'll break down the steps, and we'll share it on a podcast. But, you know, inter- need to say the Internet's here. Downloading. Um, I remember five years ago it took forever to download anything. And now look how fast it is. And it's just going to get faster. So it's here. Let's play with it. No getting away from nope. it now. John. So if that's it, is this a, is it a wrap? Yeah, I think that's a wrap on All that. All right. So, John, what's been going on over at uh, ComicRelated.com slash Sketch Magazine? Speaking- Slash sketch magazine. <laughs> Speaking of online and digital, um, and this will be relatively close to real time again, <laughs> given our given our uh, recording schedule. Um, on Monday, I found a comics panel that was done at the very recent um, Long Beach Comic Con uh, with Marv Wolfman, uh, Barbara Kessel, Jimmy Pomiati. Tom Pinchuk and uh, Mickey Nielsen, um, all of them writers uh, for various things. Some names you might have recognized, some may not, but uh, all of them writers talking about the process of writing. Um, One thing about writing, it's very hard to find tutorials about it, um, first off in a video medium, because obviously writing isn't a terribly interesting thing to watch someone do or even talk about for that matter, but, um, and two, there just aren't a lot of tutorials out there. So I'm always looking for a good writing tutorial. And, uh, this panel, each of them discusses how they got into the business and everything. So that was pretty good. Uh, speaking of writing, I have several things on or from Neil Gaiman rather. Uh, I have one on his advice on writing, I have another extended one that's an hour and a half where Neil Gaiman is getting interviewed by Chip Kidd. And for people who don't know who he is, um, he's, I guess the best way to put him is kind of a comics biographist, maybe. Uh, he's done a lot of Batman stuff over the years as far as 
the history and things of Batman. And then the uh, the bottom thing is just this weird little thing of uh, Neil Gaiman talking about buttons. So go check that out just to be weirded out a little bit by Neil Gaiman. Uh, then prior to that, that was, of course, Christmas Day. So nothing to learn on Christmas Day um, other than to watch some funky Christmas lights to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, then the day before that, Christmas Eve, um, a while back, I don't remember exactly when, but uh, DC put out a version of the poem Good King Wenceslas um, with Batman characters drawn into it. So that was our entry for Christmas Eve. Uh, if you couldn't tell, I was in a somewhat festive mind that, those particular days. <laughs> then going... Going further back, uh, getting back into the real-life tutorials, um, I found one on drawing a torso, uh, something that a lot of people seem to have problem with. Uh, you would think that'd be the easiest thing of all, but a lot of people being the center, the middle part of the body, whatever, uh, people seem to have problem with that and connecting the everything that connects to it. So check that tutorial out and then uh we were talking about scanning uh a little while ago uh i have a tutorial on completing your scan comic in photoshop uh then prior to that i had one on making your own interactive comic uh this may kind of enter more towards a comic strip but it does show that comics don't necessarily have to be the the, you know, flat page, nine panel, straight up and down things that a lot, a lot of people like to pigeonhole them at. Uh, they can take any number of forms. And uh, this uh, this kid here um, is showing a folded comic method where you flip from one page to the next. And lastly, a tutorial on lettering. Uh, lettering is the one thing in comics that I have no clue how to do <laughs> and I have great respect for people who can do it well. So, uh, it's a very good tutorial on lettering and I suggest when you watch it, you pay very close attention and that catches me up. Bill, what's going on over at comics mentor and on the boards? Or oh, on comics mentor, we're coming to the end of the year and I know that people get sort of introspective, you know, at the end of the year, thinking, looking back, and uh, I just want everybody to be encouraged by what they've done. Don't be discouraged, and look forward to the new year. And you know, make some plans for the new year. If you're not happy with the way things went, you know, shoot for the moon. If you don't make it, that's okay. But the, the idea is that you're doing something, and um, this being a time of again of Christmas and as John was saying uh, it's a time to remember other people you know getting away getting back to that idea of, of uh, baggage in your life or uh, regrets or, or people you've lost contact with whether it's Christmas cards or just uh, sending people a note or making a phone call or, or visiting getting those things off your sort of your emotional plate so that you can 
be ready for other things and, and open your possibilities to, uh, you know, other experiences, you know, other regrets that you're going to add on to, you know, in the next year, you know, that some people are already throwing that one, uh, uh, sort of not looking forward to the next year, but always look forward to the next day and the next comic that you produce or the next uh, thing that you draw because I get inspired by looking at the stuff that I, you know, stuff in my files, stuff that has gone on in the last year and stuff that's going to come in the next year. So it's a lot of that. And, uh, yeah, it's going to continue to be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep encouraging and, you know, telling you to, to keep going for it so that's comics mentor and on the boards uh we've announced the the new contest uh despicable me draw your favorite super villain doing something heroic that's on the comic related forum and uh under sketch magazine the pod uh, not the podcast but the, the uh, contest header uh you can go there and look at the details i have them on comics mentor as well and i think Maybe we'll get them on the sketchmagazine.net, but uh, you can always go to comics, the, the our forum section on a comic-related slash forum. Uh, see what, what we're doing, including the podcast, including this one, once we post it. There'll be a topic thread. Go. Talk about yes. it. Talk about the ones in the future. Look for the future. So cool yeah has a response been about the uh new art contest you gotten any responses on the boards with drawing the bill yeah a couple of people there yeah the, a couple of people on um there and on our fan page uh it's mostly it's like Ooh, what, what will i do because i guess they're challenging cool. you know because it's not just about drawing a super villain doing something but i, th- I think there you can work in you know the whole idea of being clever right you know, how, Dr. Doom, if, if you pick Dr. Doom, how can you make him uh, do something heroic that is clever, that is sort of, uh, sort of you know, individual, individual to Dr. Right. Doom that would really truly be heroic? I mean, if you pick MODOK, it would be something totally different, you know? So I think that's the challenge, and, and some people are just, you know, that, that's going to be the, the interesting see thing to see how they interpret that and how they bring that right. out so cool um let's see clay's way update of course we're coming out mondays fridays last monday we came out with snow day it was our first double strip i have to say it's one of my favorite strips to date i don't know it just was fun it was fun to do um and then last friday of course we had our christmas strip and to uh we uh, did a thing called Peas and Soap, and uh, actually I didn't credit him, but Dare Mueller, a good friend of mine in ours, uh, Ringtail Cafe, part of Ringtail Cafe, sort of threw the idea out there, and I ran with it. And then the one that's out there right now, we introduced the artist, Miss Jackie, and it's going to be a four-parter. So this is actually four-part strip. We haven't done a four-part strip yet. And uh, where Clay basically sneaks in there and takes over the strip. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I've got it all inked. I got the color next week's, and then um, I'll have them posted. So 
Um, that's cool. Uh, Sketch. Uh, you know, Sketch Digital is out there. You can pick up issues one through ten, and then the first twelve podcasts. It's available over at BlueLinePro.com. Um, and for Blue Line, um, we are getting ready to newsletter. Give everybody a heads up when this goes live tomorrow. Um, if you're not getting our newsletter, you need to go to Blue Line Pro and sign up for your newsletter. Because that's how you find out about a ton of the deals and special offers that we do. Um, we're offering if you make a purchase between today. And Sunday, January 2nd, everybody who makes a purchase between that time, their name goes into a drawing, and we're going to give away a $100 gift card. So if you make any purchase between today and next Sunday, January 2nd, your name goes into the drawing, then we're going to pull out one name and give away a $100 gift card. So uh, just just a big thank you for supporting us and getting out there and, and helping us. So. Um, that's in the newsletter tomorrow, and then I think uh, we got all kinds of stuff to, to announce and offer and stuff over the next couple weeks. So, but uh, that's it. So, John, how can they find you? They can always find me at John at SketchMagazine.net or John at ComicRelated.com. Bill, um, you can get me at uh, ComicsMentor at Gmail.com or on the boards. Uh-huh. Comic there you go. And you can find me at Bob H at BlueLinePro.com or you can get all three of us at podcast at sketchmagazine.net. Please send us ideas and suggestions and any questions you might have or something you want us to cover. Uh, we've been asked about doing an interview podcast. They are in the works. Um, it will be something we will launch next year. Um, so hang in there with us and uh, take care. Appreciate it. See you. Good night, everyone.